the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose and host of The Ken Coleman Show, is my co-host today. Open phones as we take your questions about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. James is in Appleton, Wisconsin, starting this hour off. Hi, James. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? Awesome. So I have a question for you in regards of scaling my full-time gig into like an entrepreneurial situation where I work for myself and no longer for a company. You mean your part-time gig? Correct. Okay. And how do you quit your full-time job? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. I got confused. Okay. I'm with you. All right. All right. So a little bit of background Um, at this point with my full-time gig and my wife's income, and the side gig, I, I make about three hundred and sixty to three hundred and seventy-five thousand a year in annual income. Um, and we completed all the baby steps. Um, unfortunately, we did fall back into baby step six B, and we do own a second home um, at this point um, as a lake house, and that is on pace to be paid off at five thousand a month um, by twenty thirty. And currently, one of the ways that we're really being aggressive and paying this off is with my side gig. Um, where I buy and resell video games. Um, at this point, just as a side gig, I have about 200000 a year of revenue at 85% net margin. And really just looking at ways to really grow and build that so that I could maybe step into that at some point in time. Okay. Where I, I need to back up because I, I got lost in a number there. The 375 is that your personal income at your day job or is that household income? That's all household income from all income sources. So okay. My what is your day job? job? What do you get paid on your day job? Uh, about 230000 a year, give or take with bonus. Okay. So you would walk away from that for something that is currently making 85% margin on two hundred k. Correct. So about one seventy. All right. So two thirty um, for one seventy. How much uh, no, do you owe on this I, lake house? No, about 400. Jeez, nice lake house. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you Thank said, you. You're, what are you paying yourself off of the side hustle? I know what it's bringing in. Is that what you're paying yourself, the 170 So I, I end up paying myself about 80000 85000 a year. Okay, so how much is your wife making? Um, 60000 Okay, so there we got the breakdown. Oh. So 290 between your day job and her day job. Correct. Okay. Well, do you know how you're going to scale this? I mean, you've done a good job getting it up to, I didn't know, you know, buying and reselling video games to get it to that point of about 200 gross income. What is the next phase to scale that? Are you aware of that or still trying to figure that out? Well, I'm kind of trying to figure that out. So in my mind, I have a way that I could go big, um, but it would require about $2 million of investment. And that's just something where I'm not in a spot where I'm going to go into debt for or anything like that. Yeah. I agree um, with that. It sounds like a bad <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, not an option. 
Well, the well, simple answer to this is, when anybody asks us this question, the simple answer is, well, we want to get you to a point where you are replacing your day job income with the side hustle. And I always like to go a step further and have about six months of that income and retained earnings in the side hustle bank account. So that's the simple kind of on paper because that removes all risk and it doesn't put stress on this side hustle, which is ultimately this thing you really want to do. And so that's a good emotional and financial decision. Um, so that's the straightforward answer. But you've been debt free and now all of a sudden you got the lake house and so uh, i think it's going to be a while it would be my answer before i go full-time what do you what do you do that makes two thirds? Right. um i'm a director of finance for an s&p 500 company okay right. so here's the trade-off um you've got to have a way that you can see the thing scaling that's not two million dollars mm-hmm mm. Because you know you don't want to you don't want to quit your job and be stuck at eighty five percent of two hundred, right? Correct. Uh, so, what do we got to do to not take this thing to the moon, but to just double it? Correct. And I'm asking, do Is you have any idea any idea how so, to do a, a smaller so, scale I mean, than a two million dollar investment? Um, so really at this point, I do have one employee that does all my packing and unpacking for me and some of my quality checks. Um, I have debated in terms of scaling it, just basically doubling my inventory. I never have more than five or $6,000 of inventory on hand. Well, you can um, double your was, inventory, but only if you can double your sales. Correct. So is, yeah, it, is inventory limitation there. limiting sales? Um, no, it's time and investment. I maybe spend five to 10 hours a week on this at this point. So that's what I would be doing, Dave. I would be thinking about how to replace himself to where now the five to 10 hours becomes 25 hours, 30 hours, and then a full-time job. So you've got to transfer your knowledge and the experience plus the time. Those are the three components of what you do in five to 10 hours a week. Yes? So I would say you can go full-time when you can see how to scale this to double. Yeah. And if it doesn't work after you go full-time, are you willing to sell the lake house? Because the lake house is going to destabilize your whole freaking life right now if you go full-time and this thing turns down. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean. A failure, is, in, the, a failure in this move could cost the lake house. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to do that? Um, so, you know, because that's the risk you take. You step out of the, the $230,000 comfort gig, you go for it, and it turns down. you got to dump the lake house while you, turn, while you do the next step, Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what you're facing. It's a risk management issue. So, um, yeah, that's if you're willing to do those two things, find a reasonable path to scaling this to 400k at 85 mm-hmm. percent or 80 percent, um, and find and, and say if it doesn't work, we're, we're betting the lake house on this dream. Not not the fact we're going to get foreclosed on, but I'm not going to let the lake house, a toy, oh, 400K on, take down my life because my dream turned left. Okay? Absolutely. So you got to manage those emotions with you and your wife going into this. If you do that, you're going to be in fine shape here, and I would tell you to go for it as soon as you can do those two things. I'll tell you an interesting story right quick. we got just a second. A guy called me in 2012 and said, I'm a pharmacist. And I have a side gig. I make seventy thousand as a pharmacist. I make seventy thousand on my side gig. My parents, who are pharmacists, say I'm crazy to quit being a pharmacist, but I want to go do my side gig. He's doing silencers for 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 guns. 
suppressors, okay? And I'm a gun guy, and so I'm like, hey, if you love it. He goes, I love it. I hate being a pharmacist. I love – I don't hate it, but I don't want to be a pharmacist. I, I love doing this. You love this gaming stuff. He was doing 70000 that year net profit. Last year he did $70 million gross. I told him to quit being a pharmacist. It was good advice. Yeah, it was good <laughs> advice. And he's been successful to this point, Dave. This is now about systems, and he's going to have to train somebody to do what he does. That's how he scales this. Yeah. The that, margin's that, there. That, that's what James has got to do. He can yeah. see. He's got the brains to do this. Absolutely. This is doable. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for joining us. David is in Kansas City. Hi, David. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Ken. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. You and your team have been such a big uh, source of motivation and mentorship in my life, so I appreciate you. Well, thank you. How can we help? Yeah, so I've been following you. I've, I found you all in college, and in short, I think my, my main question is, so I'm 25, I make about 90000 a year, um, and I do just want to point out, like, um, I, I am a child of immigrants, and so I, I've, I've reached a good financial uh, spot being in baby steps 4, 5, and 6, but I think thinking of 2024, uh, in short, I think my biggest fear is, like, lifestyle creeps, and so I still live with multiple roommates, and I'm still it's still very hard for me to, you know, spend money, and so I just kind of wanted to talk through goals with you. I think the next logical goal would be to, you know, save up for a house, but um, I do plan on maybe going for an expat role outside of the country in a couple of years. So I'm, you know, I think of the future, there's a big question mark and it's been a little bit harder to kind of define what it is. I want to like, I mean, my, my action steps, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, so if you were to buy a home and five years later expat, what would mean you couldn't sell the home? Well, I think right now I'm so uh, where I'm at right now. I have mm, around thirty thousand as a down payment. So I, I would want it to maybe save up a little bit more since interest rates are so high. That wasn't my question. You said I don't need to buy a home because I may expat in the near future, right? Yes. So if you were to expat in five years, leave the country, expatriate, right? Because you're you yes. said you're an immigrant, right? I was born here in the U.S., but my parents are, and so I, I brought that up because I think I have this mentality of oh, where I, I watch my parents save everything okay. that they could. But so, where would yeah. you move? Uh, so, the company I work for, we have um, uh, positions all over, but I would love to go to Europe for for a couple of years. That doesn't mean you need to expat. That's a whole different thing. Expat means you're leaving mm -hmm. and not coming back, dude. Okay. Okay. You don't okay, want to expatriate. So lose your citizenship of the U.S. in order to not pay taxes or deal with the U.S. government anymore, which that part of it sounds real appealing, but the rest of it isn't. Um, <laughs> you don't want to lose all of that to go work for some company in Europe and four years later change your mind. That's mm, not an expatriate. Okay. That's I want to work overseas. D 
different okay, deal. Yes, sorry. That's okay. Yes, I'm not sorry. It's okay. I just want to explain. There's a, you know, people that expatriate, they move to Costa Rica because they're never coming home. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. the ultimate go off the grid thing. Okay. okay? That kind of stuff. <clears throat> so what's the timeline? Realistically, today, you he can doesn't change know. this. Yeah, no. How old are you? He has an idea. I'm 25. Um, I'm single, and I'm currently in the middle of a role right now. So I plan on rolling off in like July 2025. Um, and so, you know, when I'm thinking of the next year, I'm like, okay, do I keep being as single as I can and max out HSA, max out 401k, or do I kind of take a step back and kind of like a lot? I, I think I mentioned this, but I'm a little nervous about lifestyle creep because I've I've kind of seen like my peers uh, kind of you know go all out on their apartments and their cars, and so I, I don't really fall into that. And so I just I don't know if I should keep. David, I think the chances of you having lifestyle creep is close to zero. You've mentioned it three times in the last four minutes. So you're not going to do that. It's not, it's not inside of you. Okay. Chances though, that you, um, what you do need is a place, something to aim at a more defined Mm -hmm. process that will enable you then to build your financial plan around that. And so let's just say, let's just announce to the world, we're going to move to XYZ in 2025 with my company, and I want to live there for five years. Okay? I just made that up or whatever. If that's your announced goal, then save to make that happen. And that's not maxing out HSAs. That's piling up cash in a mutual fund. So you got a big old pile of cash. So while you're in Europe or Dubai or wherever it is for five years working for your company, you've got some pad. You've got some extra things. And then when you come mm-hmm. home, you got a big – later, 10 years from now, you've got a big old pile of cash to buy a house with. Okay. Okay. And I guess the only reason why I brought up the 401k and the HSA is for the tax advantage accounts. Does that? That's fine. Load them up, but load them up, but don't do that and have no other money. You need some other money to make some of these other, to give yourself some wiggle room in some of these other areas. So what's hurting you, what's giving you anxiety is it's difficult to plan when there's not a set goal. Mm Hmm. And so I'm encouraging you to set a goal, even if you change it later. Let's set a goal of saying, I'm going to go That's right. for five years, beginning on this date. And if it ends up being seven years or three years, so what? Or even if you went a little earlier or a little later, that's fine. But at least you're planning towards that, which tells you then don't buy a house. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because you're going to be in Europe for five years. You don't want a rental property in the States when you're in Europe or, where, or Dubai or wherever it is you're going to go. I don't know why I picked up Dubai. He didn't say that. But <laughs> um, but that's, you know, that's the thing. So you can plan uh, and can, you know, in in the case of our last caller, you can plan to open a business. That's right. You, but you just, if you, if you just say someday. Yeah. Then you can't plan. Right. It's like the equivalent, and, and you're too young to know this, but we used to have these things called atlases, David, right? And so you'd put them out, and it was like what you see on a phone now, but a smart map. But it's the idea of just staring at it and going, well, I could go here, I could go here, I could go here, and it's going to drive you mad. And Dave's exactly right. I know I want to go overseas, so now let's come up with our three best options based on your company. They have locations. So we start there. Very specific. Okay, these are my top three destinations based on where my company has offices. Now I'm going to look at cost of living there. So we know Portugal is going to be way less cost of living than Dubai, if you will. And that's what Dave's talking about, a very specific strategy to go, I'm going to go spend some time here while I'm young and single and experience life over there. What's my cost of living? You know, and I can continue on my financial goals, which you already have done a great job. So this, you're stressed out because you don't have a very clear direction, destination. Choose a destination, 
then make the financial decisions based on the destination. Yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, that, that really parlays over into a whole other discussion, Ken, of some of you are facing some really tough stuff right now. Yeah. And uh, my, my friend uh, Jim Collins wrote a book, was it Thriving on Chaos? Mm-hmm. And I was discussing this book with him in the green room. We were both speaking one day at, at a leadership thing, and um, he was so excited about it. He said, I have discovered that people, uh, that, that uncertainty is much more stress-inducing than ambivalence is much more stress-inducing than a known tough road. That's correct. So if you'll lay out a road, even if it's a tough road, it's not as stressful as just not knowing. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. You know, obviously, the least stress-inducing is a great road. Uh-huh. But if you've got a tough thing to do, lay it out in detail. That's correct. And say, these are the things I have to do to survive this time I'm in right now. And your level of panic, your level of anxiety will drop dramatically. Without question. That's why the baby steps have worked for millions of people. People are freaking out. My financial house is a complete dumpster fire. I don't know where to start. It's overwhelming. I've got $250,000 worth of debt. And then they begin to watch the show, listen to the show. They begin to read Total Money Makeover. They begin to use every dollar. And they begin to see, wait a second, debt freedom is the destination. And now I've got seven steps that I can walk through very clearly. It's going to be painful. I, oh, gosh, I it's going to be this. hard. i got to work extra. But now I know where to start. i got to live like no one else. Yes. But later I get yeah. to live and give like no you one else. You told me a story years ago. I think you were in the Middle East, maybe even Israel, and you talked about going in a cave, and you were like, I don't get freaked out by dark and close, but this was so dark, Coleman, I couldn't see the hand in front of my face. And that is the same emotion yeah. that we see in finance, relationships, uh, in our professional lives. When we don't know where we're going, you're paralyzed. Oh, and even if you're, even if you are stuck, yeah, that paralyzed, that freaks sure. you. Sure, you know. Speaking of caves, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's being we're glad stuck. you made it out. It's being stuck. <laughs> the, the idea that I'm stuck is is yeah, terrifying. It is. I, I can walk through sewage up to my neck, but just don't make me stuck. Right. You know, that's the thing, right? That that's the way we all are, though. And, and that's a, that relates really to David's situation as well. The ambivalence is more stress-inducing than the hard path. Yeah. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. 
Thanks for joining us in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Lance and Morgan are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Pretty awesome. good. how are you? Better than I deserve. Where do y'all live? Uh, Evansville, Indiana. Oh, yeah, just yep. up the road. Not a bad run to Nashville. Nope. Welcome here. Good to have you. How much debt have you guys paid? $168,170. Good for you. How long did that take? Uh, about 35 months. Good for you guys. And your range of income during that three years? Started out around 140, and we're going to end out the year around one or 195,000. Good nice. for you. What do you guys do for a living? Um, I'm a GIS technician at a local wastewater utility. Mm-hmm. And I'm a railroad signalman. All right. Very nice. good. You guys are doing great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What kind of debt's the 168? It was our mortgage. You paid wow. off your house. We yes. did. Looking at a couple of weirdos. That's right. I love it. Way to go, you two. Thank well you. done. What's this house worth? Uh, around two seventy-five. Wow, very good. And how much have you guys got in your nest egg already? Your retirement. Uh, we're out halfway to a millionaire. Okay, five hundred. About another hundred in that. So you're about a half million dollar net worth. Yeah. Way to go. How old are you two? I'm 30. Mm-hmm. And I'll be 30 tomorrow. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. So 30 years old in a paid for house. Y'all know how weird that is, right? It's pretty yeah. weird. That was <laughs> pretty <goal>. weird. <laughs> That's pretty weird. We want to be weird. That's good. Yeah. Way to go. So tell us the story. What happened 35 months ago that made you think you could actually do this by your 30th birthday? Uh, we got married in October 2020. Oh, wow. Yep. Good little COVID wedding. Yep. Yeah. And then we decided, hey, we might as well tackle it. Hit the road running yeah okay um prior to that i had to pay off my student loans mm-hmm. and he was like okay well let's see you can do that so the day i paid him off he decided to go buy the engagement ring oh yep. so there's an interesting correlation mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> 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 so it feels a little bit longer than 35 months for me but we decided to go ahead and be weird we set the goal and yeah mm-hmm. we're able to do it knock it out how are, how are you t- how'd you find us radio okay yes right. yeah. so you were listening on the radio and I, y'all are talking about it when you're engaged mm-hmm. or when you're dating and then yep. you're engaged and then you're married so we're gonna pay off the house yes. yeah i made her listen to it i quite became a bit. slightly obsessed a little bit yeah. oh, <laughs> listening slightly. to it every day oh yeah um yeah eventually i think we just said we can keep being gazelle and um you know give up some boating yeah we gave up boating two years <laughs> that was a little hard and then uh gave up vacations we did you know many weekend trips and some concerts we had to give up we uh had some covid concert tickets that had to be moved mm-hmm. so at least we still kind of got to enjoy that a little bit yeah oh, okay all right <laughs> Wow. So I want to know on the other side of this, you paid the house off now, and you guys went after it. There's some serious sacrifice you just mentioned, but this was a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Why? I want people to hear, why did it matter to you to, to, to sell the, to, excuse me, to pay off the house? And, and in that why, what does it feel like on the other side of this? Did it match up with your why, the actual feeling? Uh, yeah, we got a lot more freedom, I feel like now. Uh, the grass feels a lot greener. <laughs> Um, it still feels surreal seeing our checking account, you know, start to increase the first of the month. You know, it's not getting the mortgage being taken out of. Yeah, and then off to the stage here, we got a three-month-old that we just had. <laughs> oh, okay. So we get to bring him into this world. Yeah. We were really were trying to get him to come to a home that was actually ours. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so. great. And you did. Yeah. You did. Wow. So what's your first big thing you're going to do with money now that you're completely debt-free at 30 years old? 
Uh, we got a couple vacations planned already. We got where are you going? Uh, we got Kenny Chesney concert tickets to Boston. Okay, nice, to good run. Yep. Um, we were hoping to do Ireland as well, but it'll probably be pushed back to 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, that's about it. It's a great combo. We don't really know. And we're going back boating now there next go. summer. There, ah, you go. there you go. All yeah. right. What's that mean? You buy a boat? Well, we always had a boat. We just parked it because the upkeep was keeping us alive. No. Okay. So it's in the driveway. We just got to activate it. That's yep. right. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> It's That's ready. cool. <laughs> it's a good reminder to come back. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm waiting. Just keep going. Yeah. Waiting. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Well, way to go, you guys. Way to go. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Because there's people listening, going, "You, you'll now never have a house." Mm-hmm. Well, you got a house paid for, and you're 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say budgeting was huge. Um, using every dollar, I liked being able to track, you know, each transaction we had. Mm-hmm. Um, Every dollar is addicting. It is. I always looked forward to going to work and, you know, moving it over real quick. um, Particularly for nerds. But, yeah, it's addicting. (laughs) Yes. Um, Communication was a big one between us. Communicate about everything we spend pretty much. Like, is this okay? We, you know, is this in the budget? Can we go for this this time? Yeah. Okay. Let's go for it. Yeah. Um, When it got really tough, (laughs) it just, we had to remind ourselves. Why were we doing it? This is the goal. You know, we're almost there. Keep going. Teamwork makes the dream work. You know, yeah. we've got to be on the same team. Yeah. And we want to bring this baby home to a debt-free house. That's yes. right. So, yep. so we're not going out to eat tonight. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to go, y'all. And you got the rest of your lives to do anything you want to do now. I know. It's surreal. <laughs> yeah. And you already have a half million dollar net worth. You're going to be Baby Steps Millionaires in 20 minutes now. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen so fast. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. The next one's going to come home to a millionaire's house. You know, that's that's where you're going to be. That's that's how fast it'll roll because you got no payments. I know. You know, payments, you get wealthy. I mean, and your your generosity factor this time of year, particularly, you start seeing it, you know, around Christmas. So you can go just bananas with stuff. You don't have to, right. but you've got the margin to, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, you know, find somebody that's in need. You can do all kinds of stuff to help people. I mean, yeah. it's it's a cool place to be. I'm excited. It's a very cool a place to freedom. be. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, listen, here's what I want people to hear, okay? Mm-hmm. That the, the sigh of relief, even as you're recounting it, you said this is very surreal, and you guys have got total freedom to do whatever you want to do now. And I think that people need to understand the exchange for all the sacrifice is true freedom. When we talk about peace, it's freedom to make the choices you want to make, to live the life you want to live. Mm-hmm. That's what's on the other side of this, and that's what I see with you guys. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's Thank a you. great feeling. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> well, way to go we're proud of you heroes you took control of your life you got to keep control of it for the rest of your life you're an unusual married couple yeah. uh you you know you actually get along you actually communicate uh i mean we watched it happen i asked a couple questions both of you knew the answers to the mm-hmm. questions at the start of this time together i mean you, you both are on the same pack this is what we're doing this is who we are this is where we're going and there's nobody dragging their feet, nobody having a hissy fit like a four-year-old. We're both going to go win like two freaking adults. You know, right. I'm so proud of y'all. Well done. Thank you. Thank well you. done. This kid's got a great set of parents. Yes. Are you going to, Are you? what's your baby's name? It's Cormick. Cormick? Yes. Okay, so here comes Cormick into the shot. Because if we're going to do a debt-free scream, we've got to have the reason for doing it in here. <laughs> That's good. How cute. That's so fun. All right, Lance and Morgan. And Cormick, who has no idea, from <laughs> Evansville, Indiana. 
$168,000 paid off. That's their house and everything before their 30th birthday. Did it in 35 months, making 140 to 195. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't name face for me. He's no, still rocking. No, he just kind of furrowed his brow. Like, what's a lot of yelling about? What's mom yelling about? <laughs> Pretty cool. Very fun. Congratulations, you two absolutely beautifully done hey we've got the live and give box for you it includes the baby steps millionaires book because as i mentioned earlier you're about 20 minutes from being there you'll be surprised how fast that'll happen now and uh of course the total money makeover book you can give that to someone who's uh doesn't believe your story but if you follow the plan the plan works people it's not rocket surgery you can do it it's really simple it's just hard that's the deal and, of course, a Financial Peace University membership is in the Live and Give box as well. So thanks for coming down from Evansville, Indiana. We're proud of you heroes. Way to go, Lance and Morgan and Cormac. You got it down, buddy. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. This is The Ramsey Show. Thank you for joining us. Jack is in Portland, Oregon. Hi, Jack. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Hey, so my question is, uh, my wife and I are looking to purchase our first house uh, in the near future here, and I'm kind of curious if you think we should keep saving and pay cash, being that we are close to affording it, or should we get a small mortgage and maybe the pros and cons to each of those situations? What's your household income? Household income is around 150000 Okay. And uh, what have you got saved now? We have uh, around the end of the year, we will be at uh, around 300000 Okay. And what's the price of the house? Uh, we're looking in the range from four hundred to four fifty. Okay. So you're talking about like three more years or so, right? If you pay uh, cash. Yeah, I mean, hopefully not. We've, I mean, we've saved up what we have really quickly. Well, how much out of a hundred fifty thousand dollars household income? What are you saving a year? Uh, roughly seventy. Okay, a little over maybe. Okay, so it's two to three years then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Or you take out a small hundred and fifty and you pay it off in two to three years, right? Right. Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, there's actually one of the few things on this show. There's two answers to. Um, Answer number one is I don't borrow money and I'm always a little bit uncomfortable telling somebody to do something I won't do. But anytime you take out a mortgage, that's something I won't do. And so if this was Sharon and me, we don't have an option. We have to wait and pay cash because we don't borrow money for anything ever under any circumstances. I will never be a diamond debt again, ever for any reason. There's nothing I'm scared enough of or want badly enough to get in debt for it ever again. Nothing period. So I'm not borrowing money. So we would wait and pay cash. That doesn't mean you're wrong. And we, because taking out a mortgage, as you know, from listening to the show, Jack is something we don't yell at people for on this show. Now, if you go take out a stupid, but car loan, I'll yell at you for being a fool. Okay. But not, 
but just for your own good, not because I like to yell at you, but I'm just going to call you a fool. So, because it's going to keep you from getting rich. That's the bottom line. And so, but that's, you know, in your case, if you take out a mortgage, it's a 15-year fixed where the payment's less than a fourth of your take-home pay. That's the maximum mortgage we tell people to do with the whole idea of turnaround and getting it paid off as fast as you can. You know all that, Jack. And so that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is I tell people I don't borrow money at all. So you could do the I don't borrow money at all and wait two years and pay cash, or you could take out a small mortgage and pay it off in two or three years, and you're well within the range of what we say to do on the show. So either answer is okay with what we teach on the show. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yep. Okay. What is the living conditions where you are now? Uh, they're pretty good, actually. I mean, we're happy renting where we're at. Our rent is relatively low compared to if we were to move to another If I area. ask your wife, does she give me the same answer? Yes. You hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, I have we're, a feeling I'm talking to the nerd tightwad and she's not. Exactly. Well, you you're correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. And my I mean, she would say buy the house and pay off the mortgage quickly. You would say I want to save and wait. Yes. Okay. We're just so close to being there that we're getting, you know, trigger happy, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she is, and, and yeah, you are not, and you're trying to go, Dave. Please tell me I can't do this, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I I'm not going to tell you that because it'd be inconsistent with what I've told people for 30 years. So uh, I'm okay if you go ahead and buy. Um, prices are not going to come down in uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, I don't right. think, uh, and I don't, you know, unless Portland in and of itself has issues, but um, which it does, but. Uh, depend on where you are in Portland, actually, as to whether or not you're going to see price problems. But that's a political climate thing. That's not a. Um, uh, it's it's not it's a law and order thing. It's not a uh, um, uh, a an economic thing for you. So as long as you're, you know, outside the realm of where issues are, and you're in a stable area that you're talking about buying, prices are not going to go down in that area of Portland, Oregon. You're going to be right. fine. And I, I would not wait for prices to come down. Uh, the interest rates are irrelevant because you're going to pay it off so fast, you're not even know you had an interest rate. Right. And uh, now what I would want to do, if we go with her side of the deal where we're getting, where we're getting to house fever and start looking in the spring and buy something, I would want a firm commitment that the two of you sit down, pinky swear, spit shake, sign a little agreement together or whatever to where you both are saying when we buy the house we're going to lean in and pay it off in this many months because i it wouldn't be fair to you your side of the feelings and argument for you to buy and then she goes oh we're gonna pay it off in four years instead because i want to furnish it right that's not fair to you because you're saying we can pay it off in two or three and she needs to commit to that if you guys are going to if you're not going to wait. You follow me? That's just a relationship yep. thing though. That's not a math thing. Yep. Because what'll happen is you go in there, it's easy to just say, "Oh, we got to go buy the $2500 playset for the backyard." Yep. And um didn't have to have that before, but now we got to have it, you know? And there's all this stuff that you need to have after you buy a new house that you don't really need to have. Right. Like people spending 18,000 bucks to decorate the nursery for a, a child that takes up about 4 square inches of place you know it's just like ridiculous people go bananas 
Well, we had to do that for the baby. The baby doesn't even know it. You did it for mm-hmm. yourself. That's a lie. So, yep. you know, that it's the same kind of arguments people get into there. So I I don't care which way you go. What would, Ken, what would you and Stacy do? I, I would buy it now. And the reason is I'm just looking at the real estate market. And even though rates have gone up, uh, we see that the inventory is really low. And so housing values haven't dropped. Now, you've seen housing uh, purchases drop, but prices haven't. And to your point, I just don't see a situation where uh, they're going to get a better deal on a house. So yeah. I'd go ahead and buy now with his intensity and pay it off quickly. Yeah, but but agree to oh, agree one hundred percent thirty six month plan or whatever the oh, plan yeah. is. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, do yeah. the math and go. Okay, we're going to take a hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage and we're going to pay it off at seventy, and so that's twenty four months, right? I agree because they're yeah. saving seventy thousand a year on a hundred fifty thousand dollar income. That's extreme saving. Yeah, they're, they're, I got a lot of hope and faith that he's going to pay that house off, and well, she as well. If it doesn't, if the whole idea doesn't get sidetracked, and that's what Fair. he's a little bit afraid of. I think so, but I think she, you're, you're, you've had more experience in this. Yes, she wants the house. You nailed that. But she's also gone along with this. She hasn't fought him. She's on board to save seventy grand a year. Oh, they're, they're, they're on board. Yeah, they're, they're they're hardcore. So I feel really good about. It. That's what I would do, Dave. Only because I'm going three years from now or two years from now. What are the housing? That housing is that going to go up to five hundred? That four hundred to four fifty? Is that going to go from four fifty to? So from that standpoint, I probably buy now if I find something I like. I do think that even if house prices are stagnant. For the next 24 months right as soon as the market is enlivened again we're going to see them jump up i think you're right because demand so any any gains you get by an interest rate reduction mm-hmm. in your payment mm-hmm. you're going to lose in a price increase yeah i agree because people are sidelined and they're all going to come back to the they're all going to come back to the game like they did after you're right. you know after the fauci pandemic right they're going to come back to the game after that yeah well i've asked you about this before I'd love you to share with our audience, you know, uh, let's say we got another year of sevens. All of a sudden, if if we see something in the high fives, there's a psychology to that, and people go, well, that's a lot better than the seven, and yeah. so now they move. It's Is that what's going to happen? It's exactly the opposite psychology of what we had. We went from three to four, and you would have thought we shot people. <laughs> that's right. It's true. You know? It's and true. Three to four. Right. You know, I'm selling real estate in 1982, and the interest rates went down from 16 to 14 and the floodgates opened i sold 78 (laughs) houses that year i was 22 years old i just had a horrible but slightly entertaining thought could you imagine if interest rates on on mortgages were 14 to 16 percent right now tiktok would melt (laughs) you know oh there's there's something that generation would melt there's something we can hope for (laughs) this is the ramsey show 